are recording. And what happened to telling the story as a lead into the podcast? Yeah, I just think that it's shitty because none of us are interesting enough that we have great stories to lead in. I have a great story. Oh, all right, go. I, I mean, not with that enthusiasm. Now you don't get anything. <laughs> okay, fine. Not a very good story. Well, just to show you how much I care. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Enemy Slime Podcast, episode number 129. I'm your usual host, Jared, and today I am joined by storyteller Jay Joseph Jr. I already regret being back on this podcast. It was a mistake from the beginning. And then, also, we have Lucio Lorenzino. I'm watching the game right now. We have Mr. Michael Mahoney. Hey, everybody out there. How are you doing? And he's back. Back again. It's Doug Wilson. Hey, you know what? Michael's so nice here on the podcast. And I'm just going to say, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> God, we've missed you, Doug. Uh, this is the so first. So fucking much. I actually think this is because we went, I went to E3 twice. So we actually traditionally, I mean, we did that one kind of pseudo podcast with Jay and I, uh, just us at E3. But we've never really all been together for this auspicious occasion. And so... So you all know we're all at E3 right now. Yeah, we are all at E3. We're on the show floor right now. Uh, I'm looking over. There's Reggie Fizeme. I see him walking by right now. Uh, it looks like he is eating some kind of large... It looks like he's eating Aisha Taylor. Yeah, it looks like he has some of Aisha's uh, hair in his mouth. Uh, oh, God, he's killing her. He's eating her weave. Oh, no. She's I'm not going to like that. I'm watching the Argentina-Bolivia game with uh, Shigeru Miyamoto. Well, he's really getting into it. There's nothing God, that we can do. He's on everything. Uh, I saw David Jaffe earlier, and he swore at me a lot and chased me down a hall. Uh, Doug, who did you see at E3? I saw Peter Molyneux. Oh, good. Disgraced, uh, but still beloved game visionary Peter Molyneux. And now and I have what to go to the doing? clinic. Oh, there it is. Has anyone looked, checked on Adam Susser lately? Because he really looks like he's not doing well. He's Man, still alive. He, he, he and, did and not I, look like he wanted to be in the press conference. Was it just me? I, I actually didn't even think it was Sessler. I thought it was Morgan Webb who seemed like really uncomfortable to be doing anything in front of the camera. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what the deal is there, um, but the entire time I was watching, I mean, both of them, I just kind of... I can tell you a deal. I have the hot inside scoop, Jerry. Do you want to know? Okay, fill me in. Adam Sessler needed money. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I, I knew that. <laughs> he didn't have that G4 money anymore. I knew that. He, hate, he hates gamers. He hates game journalism, and he has to do it because he needs money. I mean, he's done a good job you know else? He skirting job. games journalism. Oh, yeah. He quit in a half... All this stuff. So um, let's just, I think what we kind of decided here, or, or what I decided, is we'll just run through the games by order of press conference and uh, just talk a little bit about uh, what we're looking forward to, what we're not looking forward to, what we're dismissive of. If we don't talk about something and you feel like it's important to you, uh, you know, feel free to leave us a comment. Uh, but these are the things that kind of stood out to us, and uh, I'm sure that it, there's a lot of stuff this year, I feel like, um, more so than I think we're ever going to be able to get to on a single podcast. But we're going to do our best to, to run through the high points. Um, let's start with Electronic Arts, uh, who, in the face of good taste, uh, went ahead and held a press conference anyway and announced that they were releasing games uh, video games, um, despite the fact that you know, I mean, let's there, be, there's tragedy in the world. Let's be honest here. Video games are causing uh, ISIS. Actually, 
video video games they're, did they're, it. They're directly responsible. I love how years years later, now that Jack Thompson is gone, uh, the industry is just going to cannibalize itself. We yeah, don't even people yeah. inside of video we don't games. even need him yeah. anymore. Now it's people inside video games who are like. Well, I mean, when you have like the Chinese room attacking CD Projekt Red and all this other bullshit going on, and everyone talking about who's making the better, more progressive games and who's making the regressive bullshit. All I want to say is that you don't see the good game designers getting into this bullshit. I just remember when we were able to all get behind, like, defending ourselves against this one <laughs> lunatic asshole, and it brought everybody together. He was the most hated man in the industry, with good reason. Uh, and I really, really miss him right now. Because he's, why? Because why, Jared? You're not so, hasn't gone anywhere. Because he was harmless. He was a harmless yeah, man yeah, who brought sure. us all together. It's like a meteor that you know is going to miss Earth 100%, but it still so, brings everyone together. Like, oh, you know. I, I, I have Except a question. Jonathan Blow hasn't gone anywhere, Jared. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, God damn it. He beat me to my question. I was going to ask who would win in a fight. Would it be Minecraft or The Witness? <laughs> as far as games go? <laughs> Yeah, who would win? See, now we just have a No, oh, man. I only, is... I only mentioned them because of them starting shit with each other. Well, yeah. I, mean, I, I guess I guess Jonathan Blow said something about how great he is and how progressive he is in the face of tragedy. And then Notch was like, shut the fuck up. Basically. Wait, were the puzzles in the witness gender neutral or something? Yeah, they are. <laughs> you don't know whether you're a man or a woman. Well, I guess there is that peeing thing. No, actually, I think... I don't so, think... Is there a puzzle with a penis in it? I think you are a man, actually. Outrage. There's a peeing scene in The Witness. Wait, there's I mean, a peeing scene difference. in The Witness? There is a scene where you urinate in The Witness, yes. Why? Jonathan Blow, Jonathan Blow does I, not I cannot, from his body. I cannot tell you any more without ruining The Witness. Oh my god, how did we get here? Let's talk no about it. No one cares. No one cares about, about, the, about spoiling The Witness. We just want to know why you had to take a leak. You just, you gotta pee, you know? It's just a thing that happens. <laughs> I thought Jonathan Blow has evolved he asked the need to pee. the game. You pee when you win the game. Once you have beaten the game, you pee. So they don't let you. So does it start? Does it game? start, Aisha? No. <laughs> None of that is happening. All right, let's talk about EA's press conference. Should we just start over, or maybe call it a night? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you still listen to this, then <laughs> this is probably what works for you. To hey, be honest. Battlefield One, World One, One's cool. Yeah. All right, let's start there. Battlefield One. That's uh, EA's probably big reveal of the show. I think it's probably the most playable. Did you title Did you know Did you know a lot of people died in World War One? I? I did know that. Uh, it was one of the reasons why they call it the World War. Uh, it's kind of notable because of the large scale of involvement and the large uh, scale of casualties in the war. And it's remarkable, frankly, after a yes. world war. That happened not once, but twice, sir, that we still have these violent video games being sold to children today. Didn't we kill everybody in those things? They caused World War I, and now here we are with them causing whatever comes next. Yes. Unbelievable. Anyway. Uh, I am overreached. Is anybody... No one here is a Battlefield player. Nope. I'm, no, I'm but, not. But I know. You know. I, know, I know. I know. Very. You know a really good Battlefield player. See, this is what happens. You talk, and then everyone else starts to talk. So I shut up, and then everyone else shuts up. Okay, so hold on. Must you be know. Outrageous. Hang on. This really sounds like a statement that we're gonna be missing out on if we don't get it. So you know a really good I, Battlefield I mean, it's player. It's not a statement that anyone's gonna be missing out on. I'm just whatever. Just like keep continue with the conversation. I'm not make. I'm not starting eat. 
I'm not starting anything. Just keep going. I'm just wondering what happens next. You know a, a really good Battlefield player. He hates, he hates. Yeah, like he's one of the best Battlefield players in the world. So That's a fucking story. It doesn't have to be belabored. Is he happy Bad. about Battlefield 1? No. No, he is <laughs> Well, that was simple. Battlefield that, that was the whole point of the thing. Ooh, that's a good idea. Battlefield 2. Yeah, hold out for that one. What war can they set that in? Uh, yeah, World War II would probably be good. Battlefield Vietnam was a great game, by the way. Just side note. Um, that was but one of Vietnam the last... Vietnam was, was a horrible, horrible war. That was the one of the last Battlefields that I did play uh, kind of extensively. Um, but yes, yeah, so anyway, we will be getting Battlefield, uh, the new one. Uh, we also have, surprise, a story mode in the new FIFA game uh, that looks very <laughs> reminiscent of the story mode in NBA 2K16. <laughs> I can't, I can't imagine who's, how that's gonna work. Who's, who's, who's behind it? I, yeah. I didn't hear them. It. I didn't hear them say anything about uh, Alfonso Cuarón. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping, right? <laughs> like, I, I was hoping for Lars von Trier. Okay, well, let's all submit our directors. So Jay wants Lars von Trier. Uh, Doug would like Alfonso Cuarón. Uh, Lucio, who do you select for your director? Michael Moore. Michael Moore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want I want like a, a really like sensationalized documentary on the evils of FIFA in a FIFA game. All right, uh, I'm going to combat that by suggesting uh, Quentin Tarantino, Ooh. and uh, Michael is exempt because he doesn't know any directors. So that was easy. Correct. I, so I, I nominate myself. <laughs> Michael would Michael would suggest Walt Disney. <laughs> He's still you around, right? Michael, I'll do it. Okay. Charlie Chaplin. That's literally the best he can do. I'm not joking. I'm not being facetious. He can't tell you another director. I can barely tell you what a director does on a movie. There you go. How about, how about can I pick one for him? Sure. Francis Coppola. Oh, oh that's yeah. Perfect. yeah. That, that, that does sound like a Michael director. Yeah, that's... Uh, right. I love it. That's about right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> we did it. Congratulations, everybody. <laughs> I don't know. Any other comments on FIFA? Are we mad hyped? Well, I, no. I'm definitely not <laughs> I, like, I, I mean, like I, I haven't played FIFA since I started adding microtransactions to the fucking thing. I just want to know how this story mode is going to work. Like, because the, the, the NBA 2K story mode was very, like, you know, it was a very basketball story. This looks remarkably similar in that they're very concerned about, like, management of the player and getting him into, like, the best team. And I his, think he plays. I just, I just need to know. I just hope that. <laughs> I just hope that in FIFA it ends exactly like uh, NBA 2K16 did, in which your best friend kills himself, and he leaves you a suicide note in which he apologizes for how badly you wanted to fuck your mother. <laughs> That's right. That's pretty solid. <laughs> but but since it's solid FIFA, then it's going to have to be like a, like an English guy. So we're going to want to fuck your dad. The like Eastern <laughs> accent. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad sorry. You, glad you pleased yourself there. <laughs> Exceptionally. A little bit of humor fellation. Because <laughs> right. soccer's for gay people. Soccer's stupid. Uh, so yeah, so after we were done with <laughs> after we were done with dirty old soccer, uh, we arrived at Mass Effect. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, specifically. Let, 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 let's Looking talk about good. how stork it is that they have a female animator on their team. So, oh yeah! I should. I should. So hot. We should stop to mention that every single, uh, except up until Sony got into the press conferences, every single one of them is littered with these behind the scenes. Like, 
I don't have a full minute of the game to show you, but what I do have is a full minute of a talking head from a person you've never heard of and don't care about telling you what the game means to them. And they're, then they put the camera on someone and, and it's like, uh, it's not even like creative director. It's, it's like Jason, it's like, it's like animator or like uh, intern. And he's like, I work long hours to make this game, and sometimes I don't see my family. And then and, and that's but, it. But the important thing I is think, that I either think, a woman or a minority. But they, I'll tell you what they really want to make sure they stress with Mass Effect with their video re- regarding well, it. But, but, but before we jump into that, let me just say, I think we owe so many like a huge deal of credit. We need to congratulate them for actually having a press conference people wanted to watch. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Sony. Uh, for cutting the bullshit, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but yes, Mass Effect. Uh, they really, really want you to know that this one is totally different. Uh, I I find it interesting that I, I think they have everyone... less less to show you this year than they did when they first announced it. God, it almost feels like it, but it's brand well, new. I have to say, no, no, but it's funny I... that you mentioned that because they say it's completely different, and they emphasize that. By showing you macro sections, which were in the first one. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, if you made Mass Effect 3, wouldn't you want everybody to know that you're not making it again? Well, you literally have to. Like, there's no... It, it, the crazy thing about it is it, it's so huge that it's literally going to have to take place in an entirely different, like, galaxy. Well, maybe it'll just be Mass Effect, you know, explosion color selector. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they fucked up the, the the setting so bad they need to make a new one. Yeah, pretty That's much. That's pretty much what's going on here. Yeah, It's going to have to take place in like caveman times. <laughs> hey, there we go. Just like Why a hot, that? sexy, Asari cave. Woman. I think it's like they just sent like a, a colony ship outside before the Reapers attack so they can just sidestep everything that happened in three. <laughs> and like the thing is, is they can't I, even. They no, can't what, even that, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the premise. They can't I, I think that is like fan favorites or something like that. Like Joker can't appear because people are going to be like, hey, Joker, what the fuck happened? He's going to be like, oh, we don't talk about that. You know, like, like, are you, why are you flying away, you dickbag? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what happened to you on <laughs> that planet? Like the fucking asshole. <laughs> Remember when you had hey, to eat all the turbulence? Did you weird. fuck with Robot Joker? They showed us nothing, and yet we're talking about it. No, hey. Because we're so mad. It all worked. It's true. Um, yeah, so definitely looking forward to that, uh, if and when it ever comes out. That's probably not this holiday, but next holiday, right? I don't final even... Thought on, final thought on, on, on how... I don't, I don't, I, I don't think I could care. All of the comments that I saw online were about how ugly the characters were and how they don't want to fuck them. So that's your legacy, by the way. That's the kind of fandom you create. So, I mean, on that on that matter, like, what was up with um, at the very end with the um, with the high school student had that had like a bad case of enzema? The end of the trailer. What was that about? Who I don't. Obviously you didn't see I've... like there's like there's like this there's like this teenage girl on the bed and they made a big deal of her waking oh, up yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, Who was that's, that? That's femship. New femship. Oh, is that what it was? Because I just thought it oh, no, no, no. was the whole the, the whole new trilogy is a dream. No, that's uh, that's new girl. Whatever her okay. name will be. I thought I thought she was like just some kind of high school student with very bad skin. She didn't look like she. <laughs> I'll have to look at her again. I don't remember that being notable, but well, that's how no, they no, on I, I, I remember that's like being the big thing we focused on at the end because I was trying to see. Anything, was her, was her like, bad skin? Indication. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. 
they, they were all she dreamed up. up the ending of, of Mass Effect 3, so that's how they retcon it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, God, that was terrible. You know, Mass Mass Effect. Effect. I like Duck I, I like Boy, 3 a lot. That dream of you know, mine really got off the rails there at the end. <laughs> it was on a dream set of one autistic girl's head. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, Mass Effect, definitely one to keep your eyes on. Coming not very soon. Uh, I, I would say that nothing in EA is definitely one to keep your eyes on. Oh, that's uh, me. Well, and so next we have uh, Titanfall 2, which will, I think it's probably one of the games that is coming out the soonest or the nearest in time to us, uh, because that one's being released in October. Um, yeah, so, I don't know, it looks good. I like it. I don't. Yeah. Got robots and got easy. people. <laughs> yeah. I, they shoot I, I each like, other. Listen, I love, I love, I love the robots. I love, I love big mechs, all that kind of shit. I always have, and I don't know. I, I just, I just feel like it looks like more Call of Duty to me. So I'm not you know that what, enthusiastic. You know what I love? What's that? Big butts, and I cannot lie. <laughs> I walked into that one. Is it? That's oh, we missed you, Doug. <laughs> so how how's Ubisoft doing? Oh, they're um, they're doing uh, they're doing. Wait, okay. no, it's Bethesda. How's Bethesda doing? Better. It is so, Bethesda next, though. Oh, okay. It's Bethesda next. All right, I can't wait to talk about some Elder Scrolls Legends. Uh, so Bethesda has their flagship product this year is probably Dish on Red uh, Two. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about Dishonored. Uh, it seems, Are you like I don't care. It seems like something that hasn't aged very well. I feel like it was pretty well loved at the time, and every time I read stuff about it now, it seems like it's negative. Uh, yeah, I like that. territory. I the, like the it. real. The real big problem that Dishonored had is that it kind of punished you for using these powers. Right. That that was the, my thing with it too. Is the so like if they fix that, it should be fine. Well, what I find interesting is when they demo the game, uh, it's entirely a lethal playthrough that they're yeah, doing. they're like, like fucking murdering she everyone, stabs everyone. But if they don't punish you, that's fine with me. I don't mind murdering everybody. No, yeah, I have no problem with that either. It's just that I don't want murdering everybody to, like, get me the... Not only does Dishonored give you the bad ending for killing people... It's harder. It makes the game harder as you play. They amp up the defenses. Oh, it's one of those. Which is... It's kind of a... Like, it makes sense in the context that you're this, like, magic wizard that kills people. Um... But I, I don't know. I, I liked the so, game. You know, if you're killing everybody, you also have a lot more tools to deal with it. So it's kind of badass. Don't have, don't have all the cool killing moves. Like, the problem is... It like, looks so cool. Yeah, that's the problem, is that everything that's like super fun to do in that game, is it's kind of like the whole time it's slapping you on the hands and being like, why did you do that? <laughs> why? All right, so, so basically what happens is it's a game balance thing, right? So if you're killing people, then you have the tools to deal with the high difficulty, but at the same time... You feel like you're being punished rather than than you know being a game balance thing. Well, yeah, and it doesn't help that everybody is like looking down. Like there's a there's a guy who rows you into all your missions on the boat, and if you're going the evil route, I think at the end he like turns on you, and Aww. it's just like this nice old man that's been helping you for the whole game, and like even he doesn't stay on your side anymore. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of lame. Like I that's always bugged me about like morality systems in general. I don't know how this one plays. Um, no, this one morality system was one of the worst. But I, I, I think this is this is actually. Um, I don't mean to step on any toes, but I, I would like to mention this, especially since Watch Dogs is on the docket. But Jared, did you ever get to the end of Watch Dogs? No. The the final difficulty of the game is entirely based on. How hesitant you are to kill 
uh, people in the ending. So basically, you have like these cops and security guards coming at you and all this kind of shit. And and the big challenge is that you have to like stealthily navigate around them as everything goes nuts. So you know, you, there's like a time factor, um, and you have to hack into this or that and stop the system. Uh, and you have to sneak around people and distract them and and all this kind of shit. That's if you're like that's if you want to keep your high karma. Um, and I'm like Ubisoft has really misjudged how much I want to be good in this game, and I just opened fire and ran through everything instantly. <laughs> well, and like I, I, I had a similar story with Deus Ex with Human Revolution, where I got to the last level, and because of the story context, I had assumed that I to get like a good ending, I needed to like stealth kill everyone, or, or rather non-lethal everybody. And um, yeah, it, it turns out it like doesn't matter at all. Uh, so I, I know what it's like to have shit like that. Nothing um, mattered at all in that game. Anyway, that's promising then that the only thing they're showing from Dishonored 2 is lethal stuff. So I'm hoping that they just drop the morality system entirely. And, yeah, I uh, agree. Just, like, I, really, I really like the first one. And I think I'm kind of in the minority, but... No, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I had a lot of fun with it. I just didn't have enough fun to go play it a second time the way that I wanted to. You know what I mean? So right. like I played through it stealth and and being a good boy and not hurting anybody and I know that it would have been more exciting if I could have even just blended my powers a little more. Um, oh, uh, I, I went back and I, I did a, a lethal playthrough afterwards. And it but was the blast. is it Lady Boyle? Yeah, uh, that whole mission with her is incredible. Uh, all of them are really good. Yeah, all of them are good, but that one really stands out to me as being yeah. like an amazing mission. And so if they can get more of that in Dishonored 2, I'm 100% there. Like that sounds fine by me. Uh, I don't know what the fuck's up with the voice acting in that game. It sounds terrible. Uh, yeah, I agree. That that, that kind of worries me. Corvo sounds awful. He sounds like someone just grabbed like a guy off the street and gave him the papers and was like read this. Like he, he's really bad. So hopefully Hey, they're... I'm Corvo. How are you doing? Emily, do not forget your training. Feeling for you. You are feeling emotion. You must not feel emotion, Emily. I am Corvo Otano. Let us go on a mission now. Can we talk about something else? Yeah. Let's, oh. let's During talk the game, about... he'll be like, wine. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about uh, Prey a little bit. Prey looks cool. Is yep. it tied to Prey? Like, it doesn't look like it's tied to Prey at all. Does it have anything? Because Prey was owned by 2K, and I assume they still own it. I don't think it magically got transferred to uh, Bethesda. So um, uh, you think I'm correct in assuming that it has nothing to do with the old Native American meets Aliens uh, game? Shit, man, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck's going on with the franchise. Um, so I guess... I mean, it's, it came out of the blue. I don't think anyone's like expecting it um all i have to say weird about it i am kind of sad that we're not gonna get the uh like intergalactic bounty hunter shit that they showed in the 2011 trailer oh yeah prey 2 looked pretty dope but i am looking forward to looking forward to this game for the next five years until it's canceled again published by yeah i can't find anywhere uh whether or not the only connection they have is the original prey uh, it was built on uh, id's platform, the same one that Doom 3 was built on. Mm -hmm. So maybe there is some kind of connection there with the IP that I just don't know about. I mean, there's not. It's not like they can use the name if they did if they didn't have it. Yeah, uh, they, would, they would have to call it something else. This yeah. one is actually a sequel to Eat, Pray, Love. With rights being <laughs> oh, yep, here it is. With That's... rights, rights were transferred from 3D Realms to Bethesda. 
okay, so sure. yes, it is um, at least using the name and using it in a way that they're allowed to. Um, I mean, hey, the guy, the guy that that stars in Braid definitely looked like a minority. Yeah, I mean that'll be great. Look like a, a straight white man to me. Uh, someone, someone fucks something else somewhere along the line. It's not due until 2017, so like Lucio said, there's a lot of time between now and then for it to be canceled or something else. <laughs> Um, and they showed no gameplay. It's just a, entirely a pre-rendered thing. So basically, we have exactly the same amount of information <laughs> that we had about Prey Two. we had about Prey Two. So, 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 so speaking of that level of information, uh, Quake. How about, how about Quake? We know about Quake now. Uh, so they they took on Wolfenstein. They took on Doom. Uh, that leaves on that leaves Quake. only one, right? Oh, no. I'm very excited about this one. <laughs> what? Quake. Hang on, what else does it leave, Michael? Where's Hexen? <laughs> yeah, Hexen. Say Hexen. Unreal <laughs> Tournament, Jared. Hexen, Hexen, Hexen. Hexen. <laughs> uh, it doesn't have any connection to Unreal Tournament, do they? It's a matter. It's the same kind of genre. Well, yeah, well, sure. If that's, if, that's what, if that's what we're doing, then I want another Redneck Rampage. I mean, why not? <laughs> since, we're, since, we're mining, since we're mining this fucking... Genre, let's fucking do it. <laughs> All right, whatever. Why not? What about what about Rage? You guys yeah, we can do Rage too. Let's do Rage too. Where's that? No, because Rage wasn't really like an old school shooter. It's Actually, Hexen, that was the problem with Rage. Hexen's not even id. Um, <laughs> no, wait, yes, it is. Yes, it, yeah. Well, no, it's Raven Software, but it was published by id. Well, and then see, that's the thing. I think I think didn't didn't id kind of make the original, and then everyone just started using this code to make their games. I, I'm, I think that's what happened with Redneck Rampage. Redneck was like, that was the best what about uh, Blizzard. Turok Dinosaur Hunter. Okay, all right. Well, that's we, we've had plenty of Turoks and they all suck. Let's talk about Quake. <laughs> make a new, let's make a good one. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing a good one. Too let's, bad we're not going to. Let's talk about <laughs> Quake and how its two minutes of rendered trailer have guaranteed it's, it's, that it will be the greatest game. <laughs> I, I, I'm already seeing familiar characters, so, you know, I, I, I don't have a problem. I, I what, familiar characters. what characters were there in I Quake? See, I see familiar <laughs> gameplay. You, guy? There's a character select screen and everything. It's it 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 an arena shooter. There's Guy. There's that one guy. I, it has the chainsaw thing. You know what makes me feel weird about right, am it? I, am I the only one that played Quake 3 Arena? Mm, it's been a long Probably time. Probably not the only one. No, I mean, on this podcast. I haven't played Quake 3 Arena for years and years and years. Yeah, I don't think, like, you had to have a LAN. That's how long it was. <laughs> yeah, I really? mean, you did. But, you know, it was like one of my favorite titles when I was a kid. And I think, you know, my thing is this. They, they already took Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein and they did a good job of that. Reports are good for Doom. I don't have any reason to believe that they're not going to do a good job with Quake, especially if they're, you know, it's a pre-rendered trailer. But it's showing me everything that I love about Quake 3 Arena, so that gives me a lot of hope for it. And yeah, it ha still has time to suck. Um, <laughs> there's but, always time to suck. There's <laughs> always time to suck. But, you know, there's uh, there's time to do a lot of good. And we'll know more in August. We'll see it in August. So the thing that, um, the thing that worries me is that it's uh, half being developed by Bethesda and half being developed by Saber Interactive. And oh, uh, not not it. Not uh, well. Actually, no. Hang on. It's I'm sorry. It's it and Saber. Either way, oh. Saber is well known for uh, such hits as Halo: The Master Chief Collection, uh, R.I.P.D. The Game, uh, mm -hmm. one one that Jay should have fond memories of, <laughs> and 
I've never heard of most of the others. Uh, time shift. Either way, I, I guess we'll 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 see. We'll see. Um, the fact that they called it Quake Champions, like I would have been, I would have felt more confident if they just called it Quake. Like like Doom, they felt so good about it. They're like it's Doom. And they're like, there already was a Doom. And they're like, fuck it. Now it's Doom again. <laughs> but when they're like Quake Champions, they're like, it's it's like Quake, but it's like a different Quake. You know, don't worry. <laughs> I don't know, man. We'll see. But yes. We're drawing a lot of conclusions from like a name and like a 20-second trailer. A lar- but yes, uh, Quake Champions will feature a large quantity of playable characters, each boasting their own sets of unique skills. So basically, it'll be Overwatch. We'll get an Overwatch killer. Right, and over uh, it's it's going to be Overwatch, but it's going to be a lot more fun than Overwatch. But at speed of light, <laughs> at, at the speed of light, and with actual killing big bloody deaths. Hey, speaking none of, of this, none of this heroes for everyone bullshit. Speaking of lightning fast gameplay and excitement, Bethesda also announced the Elder Scrolls Legends, the thrilling new card game, uh, or as That's I like all to you, call Jared. it, as I like to call it, the Hearthstone Killer. That's all you, Jarek. Farewell, Hearthstone. We had a lot of fun with you, but now you are being replaced with the iconic characters of the Elder Scrolls. Char- you get to play as a moth priest. Characters like that? the Draugr, and characters and like that one guy who was... Hey, I like to steal. I pay more attention. It's about, it's about a moth priest, and he's on some kind of epic journey. And exciting characters like Patrick Stewart, the King of Oblivion. You know, if they have a sweet roll card, I'll give them some points. <laughs> really? That would do it for you? I mean, I'm not going to play it because card games are stupid, but yeah. <laughs> so, I know that I made this point in the chat, but I just want to reiterate it. How funny it is that the RPG powerhouse show a bunch of games and the most interesting were a first-person stealth game and two FPSs. I mean, our man Todd later on commented that Elder Scrolls Six is being worked on, uh, just that it is not ready for. Uh, it, it's still a long ways off, basically. Well, you whatever. Can you can play, you can play Skyrim again. <laughs> you can buy Skyrim for full sixty bucks again. Yeah, I, I did comment that about Skyrim. I can't think of a game that needs to be remastered less. Um, I don't know about you guys, but like. There's- it's already been modded to a state of greater beauty than Bethesda themselves could ever make it. So, like, right. why, are we, thing, like why are we doing this? The mods that I've seen, like, Oster like, in this is like, Better Water, it's a mod, and it, the Better Water in Better Water looks better than the water in the fucking, like, remaster. Whoa. Uh, yeah, I know, that's a fucking weird. <laughs> Think about all the mods you can put There's on like the new 40, There are like 40 snow overhauls. And most of them look better than the ones in in the remake. It's like, I, I guess you guys don't appreciate the bloom and brown of the remaster. Yeah, I don't. But I'm pretty sure that I can go to the Nexus right now and download a better bloom and brown mod. <laughs> you have a bloom and onion. Damn, that water actually looks pretty tight. It really does feel like it's just a uh, a console kind of thing. Because uh, if you're on the PC and you own Skyrim, you don't need it remastered. Uh, but if but if you have an Xbox One and that's it, I guess I can see a scenario where it's going to come in handy for you. You are probably out of game to play. Yeah, you probably need something to do. So we better keep you busy before you get out and murder everyone like <laughs> we know you will because you play video games. <laughs> you psycho. Anyway, should we talk about Ubisoft? Yeah. They got the game. They're doing swell. 
They got the games. Uh, I think. Well, let's talk about that Assassin's Creed movie. Well, before we even go there, let's talk about the press conference as a whole, because I would say I don't know if you guys have watched all the conferences, but I have at this point. I would say that Ubisoft has the one that is the least out of touch with what is cool. uh, Period. Uh oh. Oh, you do, fellow kids. Including just some really, really (laughs) bizarre stuff. I'm going to pop and lock here. What did those guys come out to present? Those those two guys. It was it was the it was the Blood Dragon time trial. Oh, that's right. Uh, which, by the way, came out that day. I wasn't clear so, about that when they finished their thing. I, I I think you should take a shot at describing on the podcast what their entry was like, and I'll help you. Um. Well, actually, so I missed the first five minutes or the first ten minutes. So well, we're talking about specifically about the Blood Dragon guy. Oh, I don't even really know where to start. Like, um, <laughs> some some bass got dropped. And then these two guys appeared in the back of the theater and they basically entered like professional wrestlers. Yeah, that was a big thing. It was like a big professional wrestler entry. Like you were watching WWE or the tag team champions. Like overweight professional wrestlers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I really wonder. Like these these ugly kind of orange camo splattered hoodies. Weren't they like animal print? My memory has were they animal print? I don't maybe. know. I, I feel like they're like bright orange and all that. Maybe I'm making this whole situation less flattering than it was, but I remember like sunglasses and like animal print full body spandex and like and baseball caps. No, it wasn't spandex. Caps. It was like it was like a hoodie. Well, it was like an it was like pants. Yeah, it, it was clingy. I remember that. Maybe they were just bulgy. I don't know. Either way, <laughs> um, the point is, is uh, I'm so curious whether that entrance was their idea or if someone made them do it. I don't know which one's worse, to be honest. I'm honestly not sure. But Please, no, my kids are watching. What a fucking tone-deaf presentation. I'm sure and, and, that other people responded to it well, but for me, it was not hashtag on fleek. Well, it didn't stop there, because even because... <laughs> it didn't stop there, because even the game itself had this really bizarre trailer, where it's like a ton of kids playing with action figures, and it was like, oh, I'm going to come in, and it's like... I don't know. It feels like they just wanted to shove everything 90s into this, and it was like just really, really bizarre. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It did have the action figures, which is a nice touch, I guess. I mean, it fits in with the Blood Dragon motif. Um, I don't know. There's something about it that just did not work for me in any way, and I, I Tyler doesn't work for me. Like, so the, is this any way related to the Far Cry Blood Dragon DLC? Yes. Yeah. How? Um, it's a trials game that's been like branded Dragon, yeah. with the Blood Dragon. Uh, I don't know if the characters were in Blood Dragon. I, I don't know about that because I didn't play it. No, no, um, this makes sense. I, I, I feel like it's almost more interesting to talk about the presentations. How about that Poor Honor presentation? Oh, God, that guy scares the shit out of me. <laughs> he was super into it. This dude comes out, for those of you who <laughs> did not watch it, and he's like, uh, he's got like a full beard. Like, he basically looks like the Viking in the trailer. And he comes out, and he just does this. He just... (sighs) 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 He's like, there is a time where we have to choose to fight. (laughs) He's like, oh, my God. This dude. Um, (laughs) Jay suggested he come out and play mail, and I thought it might have killed him. Like He looked like he was already (laughs) as amped up as anybody can be. And he he was just... He came out, and he was so cocky and so seemingly proud of what he'd done and then he showed a and then he showed a game that i just think you have no business being cocky or proud about making uh and that game is for honor i guess it can be the first one that we talk about um, it's, it's kind of like a dynasty warriors type 
thing where you could be. So, you said the Vikings versus Samurai. Have you ever knights? Yeah. Have you ever European knights? Have you ever played Dynasty Warriors and thought to yourself, "This is too fast." And I'm killing, like, there's too much spectacle. Like, I'm killing too many yeah. people at once. I'm pulling off too many amazing combos. Because if you've ever thought those things... There's too many superpowers. Are you asking game. me if I if I ever thought, am I having too much fun with Dynasty Warriors? Four honors. Like, the answer is yes, all the time, Jared. Tell me, what are you going to do to solve oh, this issue? buddy, Four Honor has your fucking number. <laughs> Uh, this game tells the gripping story of samurai versus Viking versus uh, medieval knight battling for control of a small brook. <laughs> Everybody knows was something that actually happened. Yes. Uh, it's, a, it's a tiny, tiny stream. The tiniest stream of water ever. It's an itty bitty stream. There's, <laughs> there's not enough for all three, so they know they must fight. Well, actually, I should take that back. The European and the Japanese guy, they seem to like get it. They seem to like start to put their weapons down. But the retarded ass Vikings like water wants, and so he makes them all fight. Yeah, no, see, see, because the Viking, he had motivation. He was shot with an arrow. That clearly came from one of these two who are standing right the fuck in front of them. Oh, man. So, yeah. Are we going to analyze the path of aggression here and see who was in the right and who was wrong? <laughs> this is like World War One, man. It's like a complex <laughs> web of alliances and sociopolitical issues that led to an all-out war. I'll tell you the problem so is let, they were this, probably all playing this. violent video games before they got to that brook. Let me say this. By the end of the trailer, the brook is useless because there's a bunch of dead bodies in there. Oh, no, 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 it's still good, it's still good. Just a little bloody. You just filter that out. <laughs> just get your water from up of the dead bodies. Yeah. There's just no move. water up of the dead bodies. It's a tiny, tiny-ass stream. It's an itty-bitty stream. Well, then I guess it's, it's a stupid game. <laughs> I thought I thought it looked boring as hell. I don't know about you guys, but... I, I got I got boring. a little mad at you, Jared, just listening to you describe it. And I know it's not even <laughs> something you did. It's, uh... It really is not what, uh... It's so slow, and I understand like that's the Viking character, so maybe somebody else is like quicker. But yeah, I mean, it looks like it plays very similarly to Dynasty Warriors, except pretty much misses like everything that is at the heart and soul yeah, of Dynasty everything Warriors. Everything good about Dynasty Warriors. Like, I mean, like I said, like like just taking out five hundred enemies in a single swing, right. uh, running super super fast, crazy combos. Like that's Dynasty Warriors. It's not like slow man run down beach smash axe into person I well, then, and, and then, sound like a caveman it didn't help it well because the vikings kind of caveman-y uh not. it didn't help that uh that the guy playing it wasn't great yeah he was really bad i think that might have been just on purpose to demonstrate that it was real footage uh but right but then later on in the conference you got other games that were played in real time and those guys are awesome yeah, he wants to play the game. I'm like, I could be awesome too. I want to play. That. All right, let, let's move on from this game that sucks into the next game. All right, let's talk about South Park: The Fractured but Whole. Fuck yes. Uh, looks like, it looks it looks like something I want to play. Uh, they it actually looks like something I definitely want to play. They brought out Matt and Trey or Matt Stone and Trey Parker, uh, which is a great jolt of reality because every time they're here, you can tell that like they think it's kind of dumb. <laughs> Uh, just all of it, I think. Um, so they were a nice dose of reality to the conference. Um, but yeah, I, I wonder. You know, there's there's something about the um, 
the trailer for the fractured butthole that makes me wonder. And, and you know, for the fra- the fractured butthole is the follow up to South Park Pacific Truth, mm-hmm. but they're no longer fantasy characters. They're no longer like an RPG. Now they're like superheroes. Right. They've decided uh, that they're superheroes. They decided they're superheroes. They're playing superhero now. Um, and Matt and Trey made this trailer for where where I guess the kids are talking about Civil War. Um, right, because they have a fight about how they're right. gonna how they're gonna do their movie deals. And uh, and stuff like that, and so that splits them up. Um, so I, I kind of wonder how much how much of that is going to make it into the game, and I wonder um, it's just how expediently they're able to adapt their game to modern events. Because you, you know you know the shows cut together pretty fast. Yeah. Um, so I, I do wonder how that's going to reflect on the video game with everything that's happened with Marvel and DC movies and all that shit. Yeah, that's an interesting question. I'm definitely curious how that'll work. Um, was, I didn't play Stick of Truth. Was it very relevant or like, did it feel like it was pretty fresh or? It felt pretty fresh because it, yeah, it did actually. It, it, it made a lot of, um, references to some, some popular video games that I, I, I don't think they were out kind of the same year. I think there's at least a year between them or whatever, but, um, it had references to like Legend of Zelda and Skyrim and all this kind of stuff. In fact, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, yeah, and in fact, your character is named um, the Dragonborn in the Stick of Truth. Right, I remember the Skyrim uh, gags being in there. Um, um, you never fart on someone's balls. And you know, you'd comment that there's, of course, a gap between Skyrim and Stick of Truth coming out, but um, interestingly enough, those those games were probably being developed at pretty close to the same time. Yeah, yeah. Because Stick so, of Truth just happened to get hit with a billion delays. Yeah. yeah. So, so that, that, like I said, it, it would be. It, I wonder. I just. I wonder just how much, um, just how quickly Matt and Trey are able to adapt it. Plus, the, some of the content we saw um, that looks like is actually in game is stuff from their most recent season of South Park. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but like the the one scene where they're all charging at each other. That's fucking. That's from Civil War. That's from Civil War, and then and then you have. Um, uh, the PC, the super PC principal, I forget his name. Oh, yeah, his name. that is PC his name, principal. PC principal. Yeah, super PC principal. principal. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know, it looks, it looks, it looks, it looks good, it looks, it looks relevant, it looks like it could be fun, they, they changed the combat a little bit, and I guess we'll have to wait and see how it plays out, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call Sick of Truth the most complex game combat-wise, but it did the job. Yeah, and it uh, looks like they've totally mixed it up for this one, at least from what I can tell. So, that's pretty cool. Um... Let's talk about Ghost Recon. That's not. Ghost Recon's neat because it is Ubisoft doing the exact same thing with the division that they did with the division and getting the exact same positive results, which is insane to me. Um, I mean, that's very well. Ubisoft. <laughs> it's a heavily, heavily, heavily scripted demo with uh, a team of players that are so in sync with each other, the only way they could get that synced up is by fucking one another right before the (laughs) conference. Uh, These guys are just like super in tune with one another. Great communicators. Uh, This whole thing. Do they have that city thing that they like to do where like, one of them's a girl, and she's like, "I've got the UAV." Like, right, right. They're, they're like, they're clearly like actors that have been like they're, trained to talk like they are. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They're diversely like, assembled, and they all talk as though I they're going west. West. Uh, I'm going to deploy the grenade. It's that type of game chat that just simply doesn't exist in the real world. I, I feel like I feel like so so the jarring. times 
the time with you and I have played the division, um, you know, as, as good friends as we are and as many video games, you know, I, I always feel like there's, there's a ton of yelling. It's like one of, one of us yelling like the same three commands over and over, like, no, yeah. get over here now. Get over here now. Yeah, you're yeah. That's how it works. You just repeat the same. You're like, guy on the left, guy on the left, guy on the left. You're not looking fucking left. Why are you looking right? Where are you going, Dave? Dave. What are you doing? What are you doing, Jay? Oh, great. He got <laughs> fucking disconnected. Fantastic. Hey, I banged your mom. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. And then, and Jay and I actually play very well together. So you know, but like, these guys, even worse. These guys are talking in a way that you would find like embarrassing if you were speaking like that in the privacy of your home. Where you're like, I've got the plans. And it's like, okay, all right, let's just, you know. <laughs> Cover me, I'm going in. Tone it down a little bit. Well, anyway. I, I, and I think I think when you have, like, that level of, of cooperation, it's very monotone. Like, this, this takes us back to, to South Park and how they get things right. Like, their World of Warcraft episode, you watch that, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's how I play World of Warcraft. It's like, okay, pop your pots now. All right, more dots. Anyway, the game, dots. The game will not play uh, the way it does uh, in that demo. Um, and con- but congratulations because they tricked everyone once more. Because so, the- so let me say this. Let me say this about Ubisoft. Ubisoft is the master of doing the exact same thing, the exact same way, uh, and people always losing their shit and going, "This is this is great." Uh, it comes out and it's like, "Wait, this isn't great at all." But Ubisoft did something at the end of their conference that kind of compounds that, kind of compounds exactly who they are. Uh, like I think everyone did this in the conference. Like everyone showed a montage of all their games, oh, yeah, yeah. conference and fast games. But Ubisoft is the only one where their montage, every single thing they showed was exactly the same. So if you saw like an uh, an image of an assassin running, and then you saw like an image of of Aiden Pierce running, and then you saw an image of like division agents running, and I'm sitting here <laughs> watching that trailer, and I'm like, there is no way better for Ubisoft to tell me that every fucking game they make is exactly the same in this video right here. Yeah, it is... What I have to say about Ubisoft is that they're really good about at selling games. Like, I saw that Watch Dogs 2 trailer, and I was like, man, this looks like it would be pretty cool, and then I, I remembered. I know, <laughs> right, right, I know it's not going to be... I, I know it's not going to be really cool, but they really know how to put a trailer together. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the other big reveal, aside from Star Trek Bridge Crew. Um... Which was gonna live out all of your VR fantasies. <laughs> I can't remember who said it. I think it was probably Jay, but someone made a comment that basically said, "Like you can tell this is accurate because it's almost as boring as watching Star Trek." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it's the perfect Oculus game because you're supposed to be in a chair for all of it. Uh, it's basically a game where you simulate you sit in a chair and push buttons. You simulate that action. While it, you, should have, it should have been the Jetsons video game. While you do that action. <laughs> that would have been interesting, though. It's like a VR game where you get fatter, you know? like <laughs> It's like you sit at a round table and you debate the Prime Directive. I'm just doing that now anyway. I didn't need a <laughs> VR game for it, but here we are. It's like raise shields, and then you push a button and raise shields. Some people are going to be so psyched for this game, though. Uh, yeah, it was, it, so. you, you don't know. Like, no, I I have a rough idea. I have a rough idea. But but hey, we had some we had some nice big names for that very boring game. We had LeVar Burton. Yeah, they got uh, LeVar Burton. They got Carl Urban. They got Jerry Urban, Ryan, Urban. and then they Jerry got that Ryan. other guy who I don't remember, who's <laughs> apparently on Star Trek. Uh, Wasn't the the hot chick that all the turkeys? What the fuck? That's that's Jerry, Jerry Ryan. Ryan. Oh, okay. Her name's J E R I. 
Um, still looks good. Uh, I, I'm sure Carl Urban felt weird being there because he's not real Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so but he's threat, so he his, his career is still pretty good. No, yeah, I mean he's is it whatever. <laughs> I mean, what? Let's see, prestigious Carl Urban films. There was Doom. <laughs> um, so I mean, that's pretty good. He, he rides good. on the coattails of bigger movies. Yeah. Yeah. Dread was good, but like two people saw it. No, I saw I, it. It was I great. It. I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess me and you, two people. Yeah. No, <laughs> all two of us. <laughs> well, Levar Button is still full of childlike wonder. Oh yeah, Levar Burton's great. He can um, go twice as high. <laughs> in a book. <laughs> yes, Doug. <laughs> I was singing the Reading Rainbow song, you guys. <laughs> we got that. So, Watch Dogs 2. Yeah, how about that, Watch Dogs 2? So, let's, okay. So, uh, let's talk about how they're going to not prove that they're thugs by shooting everybody. Whatever, nigga. It's my jams and shit. As the resident black man, in, in, in I will soul. say that is an accurate depiction of my life. <laughs> so it, watch, reminded me, it reminded me a bit of like Mark Echoes getting up. Well, his name's Marcus. <laughs> he started shooting people. Isn't his name Marcus? I think that's what he's called. His name is Mark. His name is Marcus. Yeah, it's a really easy name to remember. I don't like a million people named Marcus. Many of their names are Marcus. One of two characters that we saw at the show who is in fact so rad that before going into a combat situation. They decide to put on their headphones and listen to sweet jams, uh, thus nullifying whatever tactic ability having your ears available uh, might give you. So, so I, I, I think you're saying something about uh, the conference being toned up, but Ubisoft in general is like just toned up, right? Because they have this character, and he's obviously meant to be super cool and super hit, and that might be true if he were a guest star on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um <laughs> I don't think that's so true right now, and I, and I think the other the other problem with it is like, oh yeah, we got rid of that old gruff white guy that no one liked, but no one liked the old gruff white guy because he was basically a psychopath, and you were trying to celebrate him as a superhero, and they're going down the same exact path with Marcus. It, yeah, but now you're a black me, psychopath. Well, it, it reminds me a young black psychopath. It reminds me of Saints Row Two, where Saints Row Two you had like this guy that clearly, clearly, uh, Volition thought. He was meant to be like super badass. All everyone wants to be him. He's so cool, and this is so dark and gritty. And you're looking at it. It's like no, he's he's fucking insane. Like he executes his friends without trying to get the medical help. He makes people grow their girlfriends. The dude's fucking insane. But Volition had the foresight to amend that in their future games, and they're like, we're just going to embrace the psychopath. We're just going to embrace that, and that's the direction we're going to go. Ubisoft is like, yeah, look at how cool this shit is. Look at how cool slaughtering this office building and people just minding their own business and going about their work day, uh, shooting them all up. Look at how great that is. And it's like, no, it's like just how I'm can sure you... they'll throw in but some But Jay, kind of... they disagree with their political beliefs. How else are you going to live? <laughs> they'll do a right. ham-fisted. Everyone in that office is a rapist or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then that, 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 that was my big problem with Watch Dogs as well because they did things very similar. It was like... Um, uh, basically, it wasn't cool to, to kill cops, but you could kill as many security guards as you wanted. Um, yeah, they, they made their choice to work for the evil <laughs> corporation. <laughs> Even Jerry, the Down Syndrome intern, he, he made his choice. He knew when he took that intern job what he was doing. Well, truth be told, it's set in San Francisco, so I'm sure they're getting up to some pretty evil shit. 
Here's your mail. Oh God, I'm shot. I really feel like, <laughs> yeah, like I, I, honestly, I honestly feel like, um, you know, and I realize it's just me, and I, this might be a little bit of a stretch, but I honestly feel like they looked at games like Second Son and GTA Five and went, okay, what do the kids like about those? And that's how we ended up with Watch Dogs too, like this weird kind of podgepodge of murder. I think I think a lot of what bugs me is their depiction of what they think hackers are like. And if your <laughs> if your website gets hacked, uh, when the next time you browse to it, it's going to be covered in like Persian characters, and there's going to be a woman like spread eagle uh, with like something awful coming out of her vagina. Like that's how they deface a web page. But in Watch Dogs, you know, of course they can't they can't do that. So they put up like a blinking skull or something. And oh, 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 gotcha. <laughs> what is, what's... It's, it's, it's all these, quote, insightful political messages, unquote. Like, oh, money is evil. There's something about the language that they use. Like, it, it all sounds like what they think teens are like or what hackers right. are like. Uh, it's yeah, like, like like I said at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, it's like they do fellow kids. They want to use some memes, but they're not brave enough to use the dankest memes. You know? Would you would you say that uh, what are those Watch words Dogs? Mean? Would you say that Watch Dogs might be a better game um, if it starred Johnny B. Miller and Angelina Jolie? Uh, you said, you said Jolie Lake like she was in the movie. I mean, that's a movie that at the time uh, existed and is ju- just as laughable. Like, <laughs> so there, there ain't no hacker that looks like Angelina Jolie. And when Watch Dogs Two <laughs> is ten years old, it'll be just as funny as Hackers. Like, you'll look back at it and get just as much of a rise out of it as you do with mm-hmm. Hackers. So no, it wouldn't make it better. It doesn't need. <laughs> to get better in that way it's going to become that anyway i think the part that upsets me is that they made a second watchdogs they started working on watchdogs 2 before they finished watchdogs 1 that's why that's why watchdogs 1 isn't done that shit was like the year before watchdogs was released that doesn't make it okay. They retired their cash cow, so they got to pump something else out every single year. Yeah, now you but, whiners have uh, made them hold back on Assassin's Creed for a year. So what choice do they have? They need something else to fill that hole. So, so, but that's that's kind of the thing, right? When I say when I say Watch Dogs Two suspiciously feels like GTA Five and Second Son, it was the same thing with Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs felt very derivative. I mean, you haven't had you even one of the main characters was even ripped directly out of Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. So mm-hmm. what the fuck? Um, I would say that it looks like it's going to play better, uh, but it looks like from an aesthetic, really? uh, from an aesthetic I, perspective, it still just looks fucking stupid. So. I like, I like, I like, I like that you could hack vehicles from the 1980s and still remotely control them. I mean, there's so many other things to be mad about. I'm not <laughs> super worried about that. Um, 1988 Dodge Dart was on the network. Well, there you go. Well, the protagonist is black, so guess what? You can't criticize him, or you're a racist. Yeah, Doug's right. He would know. Yep. Then that's that's immediately what Ubisoft is going to claim. There's so many racists out there. And this you know, gameplay sucks. You racist. Help them. They're, they're like going to be like, oh, I don't want to play as a black man. That hurts my feelings. <laughs> I want to play as a black man. It's it reminds well, we me of me. Too much about Ubisoft. Yeah, let's move on to the Xbox press conference. Sure, let's talk about how great that was. Their flagship product, of course, is Gears of War 4. 
also Alfred Wiggler. I, 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 I love. I love that the highlight of the presentation was that their exclusive is also coming out on Windows. How yeah. crazy is it that you're announcing new hardware revisions like the Xbox Slim when you don't even have enough confidence in your console to let it keep one exclusive? <laughs> Not only that, but they, they, they also announced the Xbox Scorpio, which sounds like an evil James Bond villain. <laughs> oh yeah, Project, was Project it, wasn't, Scorpio. Wasn't Scorpio like the evil James Bond villain in the Simpsons? Yeah, Hank Scorpio. Yeah, 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 Hank Scorpio. Hank, Hank Scorpio. Yeah, he was actually a pretty nice guy. But yes. anyway, that's not the point. Way better than Phil Spencer. Will I get the yeah, Denver well, Broncos? Exactly. If you were Mike Marcus Wright, and you would kill him. Yeah. So, I, I like what you said, Jared, about the the hero of uh, Gears of War. About uh, how? <laughs> I mean, look, look. <laughs> Say what you will about Marcus Phoenix. He's. Uh, I, I mean. I don't think he's super generic. I think that he's gruff and like very. I thought he was super interesting. He's supposed to be like a, this hardened ex-convict, and he looked like one. He's like the anti-Nathan Drake, right? Like he's the uh, he's the unprettiest pretty boy to ever exist. And so to watch Gears of War four go in and show his son, who basically looks like a fucking Ken doll. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Like when Marcus Phoenix gets into a giant chainsaw fight, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but when this guy gets into a chainsaw fight, all I'm thinking of is like, man, now he's going to need to spend the next hour scraping out his nails. So, so, so like when, when, when I played when I played Gears of War, I think it gave me one of like the most memorable moments in video game history. You just beat this gigantic boss, this gigantic kind of crab like boss, and it's falling over. And Marcus lights a fucking cigar and he steps back. Like a, like a half step, and the boss crashes in front of him. Marcus is just like smoking a cigar, like this cool ass nigga. Um, and I love that. I thought that was like that. Man, that's totally that's the moment that describes this character. I look at I look at uh, you, what's this? What's the new guy's name? I look at him, Tom. And I, I can't imagine him lighting a cigar, but I can definitely imagine him going out for apple teenies. Well, he wouldn't called. light a cigar. He'd vape. <laughs> His name's Tandy. He's gonna pull a big load off his vape and be like, "Hmm, uh. what Damn, is bro. what's the old Phoenix line? He's like, ah, oh, here we go again, or whatever. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be like that. Except he'll be like, here we go again. <laughs> it's me, John Phoenix. No, John's well, not good enough. It needs to be again, like, guys. like ta- Tamblin. It's me, Tyler. Tam- Tyler. Tam- Tyler Phoenix. Tyler, Watch but it's spelled. His I'm name is Tyler. It's Tyler, but it's spelled T Y L Y R. Just making it up. Oh my God, I hate this guy so much. Tyler. Taden. Taden Phoenix. The thing was, I think the problem with like Gears Four is that I played the first three, and I was done. That's it. I don't. I don't need any more Gears of Four ever. I actually didn't even really have it in me to finish three. By the time I got up to two. Like, I have got it to two, and I'm not sure. I'm like, I don't know how much more Gears of War I need. Well, and keep in mind, we've had, like, Judgment and other... Like, there's been Gears games, if you want to play them. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, you know, after three, that's it, I was finished. What is his name? <coughs> I can't find his name anywhere. Oh, here we go. Um, oh, no. JD. Oh, wow, that's worse. His name's JD. <laughs> John... Denver. John Denver Phoenix. <laughs> uh, so... I mean, the thing about this is, is like, it's not just him either. Everyone's younger and like sexier. Like the, his black friend is back, Delmont, and I mean, this basically looks like the cast of Degrassi is going to be fighting uh, the the mutants or whatever the fuck they're called. Well, that's what you want. You want you want, you want you want 
the sensitive, sensitive people playing the game where you have a chainsaw gun. I just, I, I don't know. I'm disappointed that they kind of lost that flavor. Like, I think, I think Marcus Phoenix to me was like a flavor. Of- I, I agree, and I think you know, you look at any of the Gears of War characters, especially in the first one, and you're like, damn, these guys, these guys look like they can handle this war. I feel safe with these guys. You look at the new. So, cast. the thing about Gears of War too was that like you were looking really like at the ending, like basically the end of this war, right? So they've been in a war for a while now, like. 10 years and you know these people are like all fucked up and they're tired and they're war weary you know it's now I will say why why does the girl have a preppy sweater tied around her waist oh what about her cool little hat (laughs) this looks awful they they look really hip and with it yeah this you know what look I I would if, if, if I needed some advice on what cool hip bars to go to I would go to these guys but if I need someone to win a war, I'm going to the original cast. Right. This woman should be returning a chai latte to the counter because it's too <laughs> sweet. She can tell that the, the sugar in it uh, is, is corn syrup and not actual sugar. Um, not someone who should be chainsawing locusts in half. Like, it's just it doesn't work. Now, I will say this. There is an opportunity here to kind of do like a Far Cry 3 and take these three real pretty people and just put them through the fucking ringer. And like by Gears of War six, they all look like shit and are, are all torn up and got big old scars down their face and shit. Uh, there's totally that opportunity, and if that's the route they take, then I'm 100% on board. Uh, but as it stands right now, uh, it this this looks like. I mean, if you look at the cover of this game, like this could be anything. You know what I want the last line of the game to be? I, I, I think I think Jared like hit it. Like this is this is. Um... This is like a total marketability thing. Like, what's going to bring the most people in? Because he really, JD really looks like the most generic, safest white guy you could do in order to attract most people. Dig into those Call of Duty numbers. Doug, what do you want the last line to be? Well, if if they're going to be all grizzled like you say, he can say, we are the Gears of War. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, see, that's pretty good. I'm on board with that. All right. He looks right at the camera when he says it. All right. Next up, uh, we have Final Fantasy 15. Uh, <laughs> everyone is crazy hyped for that game. I know, and I actually had people talking to me about it just today. Yeah, are they Alzheimer's uh, that, patients? I know a lot of people <laughs> who are really looking forward to Final Fantasy 15. Cool. Who are those people? Uh, they're just they're people. Actually, they're actually people. No, they're actually people that either they're not like us. Yeah, they haven't been playing. I know they haven't been playing Final Fantasy because foreign. if they were playing Final Fantasy, they wouldn't be hyped for it. No, no, but seriously, these are these are people that are that have either been away from video games for a while, or right. who are like relatively just kind of new and fresh faced to video games, and and like they maybe played a couple of the old ones in a ROM or whatever, and um, they right. haven't suffered like we have, basically. <laughs> yeah, they didn't play the thirteen trilogy. Um, next up we have Gwent. Uh, All right, who's going for some Gwent? Which I think has a better chance of at least taking some Hearthstone players than Elder Scrolls Online Legends does. Um, I said in the chat, and I say it again, that I don't particularly get Gwent. Um, Like, I understand the rules. I can play Gwent, but I have a hard time seeing the strategy to it. Uh, But maybe it's just because I didn't play enough of it. Perhaps I don't know that there's a lot of strategy. It's kind of like Caravan. Well, it's just, it's kind of no, odd I mean, then. I can actually understand the rules of Gwent, but 
Well, that's not what I'm I saying, mean, aside though. Aside from that, it just, it just seems like, you know, your goal is to just get the highest numbers, and that's it. Well, that, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the goal in almost any game, uh, like football or golf or... No, wait, not golf. Oh, oh I already fucked that. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Jared. Wow, you discredited yourself Jared, like Jared, that. Jared, I will take you in golf any day. Let's go play some golf. <laughs> you call yourself a white man. You know, Homer, the goal is to lower your score. <laughs> anyway... Alright. Um anyway, so went, anyway, looks like a game. Next game. Comes into beta in September. Looks alright. Uh they had Sea of Thieves, which is the latest title from Rare. Uh looks like a lot of fun if you have friends to play it with. Uh but it looks right. like it's probably relying on other people to do most of the work of this game. And, yeah, uh, and that's like um, my my big problem with Sea of Thieves is it looks like because there's there's a lot of people um, into pirating games and into like naval games who are working on similar projects. Um, I think there's at least two big ones and these other, and they failed off and on. And, you know, you have people trying to restore uh, Pirates of the Caribbean store- servers and doing something very similar where you need a full crew and all that kind of stuff. So it feels like uh, they looked at these indie games, but how can we get some free money? and start working on Sea of Thieves. Now, Sea of Thieves, at least, is probably going to be functional and fully working, and it's not going to be as ugly um, and as barren as all these alphas, but just barely. My concern it's, is that it's, it's going, going to be $60, which is a tall, tall a, order. It's a it's a huge problem. I, I think when you release these multiplayer games, and my you really want... Is... Sorry. No, go ahead. No, my, my concern is that it's going to be Rare, and Rare hasn't released anything good for, like, the past 20 years. Right, and that's the other thing, right? They released Rare Replay, a collection of all their games. <laughs> of the good games, yes. Yeah. you haven't done in the past 20 years. So they got it. They still got it. Look, I, like, like look, I, I, you guys know who I am, and if everyone on Enemy Slime got a copy of Sea of Thieves and played it every night, that would be awesome, but that's not going to happen. Nope. <laughs> that's never Sorry, happened man. at all. It's never happened at all in the history of time with any multiplayer game, no matter how much we all love it. I think the last time everyone had the same multiplayer game was Grand Theft Auto V, and I couldn't get a, ga- a full game of people for jack shit. I think I got like three or four of us once, and that was it. It's because I played the multiplayer once, and it broke my campaign save. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, whatever it is, it's really hard to coordinate your friends and get them to participate out see if these ones I'm I'm fine with getting I'm fine with getting like one of these games that are still developing in alpha and jumping on just finding a group of assholes and playing with them, but a, a huge money and time dedication like what see if these is going to be, I don't ha- I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, hit on Dead Rising Four real fast. Um, I'll just say this about it: it looks like they get where they steered wrong a little bit with Dead Rising Three. That's pretty much the best I can say about it. Well, I didn't. Get a chance to play Dead Rising 3, so I have no reason to not be excited about this one. Dead Rising 4 looks like it has a bit of a sunnier disposition. They've, they've uh, left the too serious. Um, I don't know. You're the one who played 3, Michael. Would you? Is that an accurate... Like, like 3 seemed to be pretty straight-faced. Michael? Michael? He decided to leave. I see how it is. He, he no, liked... I had a problem with the downstairs fucking neighbors. What's up? Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Well, let me let me say this about Dead Rising Four, just real quick. I'm really glad. Oh, I bet it's bad. I, oh, <laughs> well, there you go. I, I'm really glad. I'm really glad Frank is back, and he's going to be like 54, 55 years old in this one. 
Um, and as far as the Japanese are concerned, that's basically the end of life. No sign of his daughter. Hope she's it doing all right. But that was Chuck that had his daughter. That, yeah, oh, that's Chuck right, was it was. Daughter. That's right, it was. Frank, Frank, Frank had a Frank sexy, just covered wars. He didn't have time yeah, for a daughter. But Frank had a sexy Spanish woman. That's right. That's He's right. Better. Felipe. Either way, um, my question that I asked you, Michael, when you weren't here was, is uh, Dead Rising 3, uh, it struck me as kind of humorless compared to the others in the series and like a little too straight faced. No, I mean, it was mildly amusing. Okay. well, sometimes this trailer is pretty much just goofy shit all the time. Uh, That would definitely be playing to a better strength than like gameplay i mean yeah because that's what, what did you do but take frank and chuck and put them in like the bikini and a giant teddy bear costume and then get on a tricycle and run into some zombies yeah that's pretty much where we're going here they have like a shopping cart that explodes and stuff like that and so. apple was it like sticking other shit to duct tape like just just uh, wrapping it together I, with duct tape. I didn't like that system but we've really? had, we've had that discussion before i think yeah, so maybe. I won't. I won't make we, everybody sit through it again. Twenty-five guys. So whatever. I think. Uh, I. I think Dead Rising Two is a bad game. I would say that. No, yeah. I disagree. Yeah. Well, yep. it's okay. Everyone you can disagree. But I think. Uh, I think it is a bad game. I actually think it's they're a all. Good game. They're all pretty bad games. Um, but at the time, the original Dead Rising was pretty tight. Uh, if they're all like three, then yeah, they're definitely bad games. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, that's it for uh, Microsoft. They don't have diddles. Uh, I didn't catch whether or not Dead Rising surprise. 4... I didn't catch whether or not Dead Rising 4 would be an exclusive. Um, and people are gonna be like, oh, but you forgot Scalebound. That's exclusive. Scalebound looks like fucking shit, so... Hey, it takes a lot of work to, to rip off both Fantasy Star and Monster Hunter and then make it look bad. The game looks stupid as hell. Oh, my God. How about that obnoxious lead? I don't know if... You've got uh, headphones on, Jared. Headphones. <laughs> yeah, once again. Um, oh, yep. Uh, Dead Rising 4 is also not an Xbox exclusive. Um, and actually, they've Fantastic. even gone so far I, as to... I know how they like, showed non-exclusives. What is the program that they're launching called? I forgot what it's called, where when you buy a game on the Xbox, you'll get a PC copy as well. <laughs> please, not, please buy, it's called Please Buy an Xbox. I'm not making that up. That's a real thing that they're doing. Um, cross by. Hang on, I'll tell you what it's called. Um, Xbox. I just, I just, I just don't understand. Then I'll leave it alone. I understand how you could beat Chuck, dressed in a suit, and kill a bunch of evil scientists and take their coffee and then say thanks for the coffee. I understand how you could not like that. All right, well, it's I, boring. I can't find it anywhere. You didn't play that one, Michael. Yeah, but this. I can infer everything that led up to it. Shut up, Michael. It's not the activities no. that you're doing. It's the way that it all works, and I won't get into it. We'll, we can talk about it another there's, time. There's, next, next press conference. Uh, now we move on to Sony. Sony understands a couple things. One, uh, listen, I, I know everyone's cynical about ReCore, but that looks like a fun platformer, fun, fun PlayStation Two. I, mean, I, don't, I don't really have an opinion on ReCore, but okay. is that an exclusive though? No, I don't think anything is. I don't think any of this shit is exclusive. No, they but have, it was it was announced it was announced during the Microsoft. They have so no confidence in the Xbox anymore. They just want some money, please. So <laughs> uh, I think. Well, I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what that strategy, the crossplay strategy, reminds me of. It reminds me of when Sony tried really hard to push Blu-ray, and up until 
like the Blu-ray and UMD kind of fiasco, everyone kind of followed what Sony did. So the studios rushed to switch to Blu-ray, and then no one was fucking buying Blu-ray. So they had to resort to bribes. It's like, okay, if you buy a Blu-ray, you also get the DVD copy, and you get the digital copy and all that. And then it worked, and then people started buying Blu-ray. Oh, sure, like, yeah. But so this this program is not going to move Xboxes. This program is going to bolster Windows 10. Uh, it's going to get people to finally buy that gaming PC that they've always been thinking about doing. To be fair, I think it's, Windows is a much more important strategic tool for Microsoft than mm. the Xbox. Yes and no. Um, and yes, because that's their fucking bread and butter. Well, yeah, sure. It, but that's to like schools and business. It's not to you. <laughs> it's not to you, Lucio. Gamers probably pirate Windows more than anybody else out there. So like of all the people that you're just my, dying my, to cater my to. My Windows is completely legal and you can't prove otherwise. Yeah, I'm sure. I believe it. I believe it across the board. I'm just saying that, like, of all the groups that are funding Windows, it is not video gamers. Uh, it's it's somebody else. Um, I think just want to have the install base, to be honest. Sure. Yeah, I think that the I think they definitely. I mean, have you noticed that they want you to install Windows 10? Like, that's a big thing for them. Uh, in fact, sometimes they just won't give you a choice. Like, all right, <laughs> here we go, Windows 10. Ta-da. So it is something they're trying to push. So it makes sense in that regard. Um, and it, it is worth noting that that cross-buy is Windows 10 only. You're not going to be able to play those games on Windows 7 or Windows 8. So We were talking about Sony, and I don't know what we're talking about Windows 10. You know what's great about Sony is they understand that the lifeblood of their hardware platform is software. Uh, and so Sony did... They did a couple things this year that were very smart. Whether or not you like exclusives doesn't matter. The point is, is that they're smart when you're trying to sell a PlayStation. So Sony kept a lot of shit exclusive. And then they started their press conference by showing us that shit. They showed us 10 minutes of God of War. They showed us 10 minutes of Horizon. They showed us... Uh, okay, whatever you, whatever you fucking say, I missed the witty banter of Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb. And I miss the strange guys with beards walking out and getting super into their presentation. They brought out one guy at a time. He was in a suit and he said, hello, everyone. I have some games for you to see. And then he left. And that is exactly, I don't need someone to do seven cartwheels out and do a backflip and tell me about their new cool game that's totally fly and fresh. And I'm going to love it, fam. I think, um, I think we have an idea for Dapper Swine when they're presenting at E3. Yeah. Jason immediately. Okay, there we go. Get on the horn with Jason. Make sure he knows how to put on a fun and fresh and hip E3 conference. But what did the QA tester think of the game? Yeah, make sure that he's got a bunch of talking heads. We can be his talking heads, I guess. Uh, we'll just pretend that we worked on it. Some of us are minorities. But yeah, uh, God of War, the reveal. It's just 10 minutes of God of War. Wasn't it, wasn't it, wasn't it boss, though? It looks pretty it good. It was pretty good, man. I really like it. fucking sweet. You know, God of War is something that I... It's an IP that I don't really have a lot of love for when I'm not experiencing it. Like, if you yeah. if you asked me if I liked God of War and I was psyched that they were going to do a sequel, I would have told you, not really. Like, it's I okay. Agree with you on that one. But, man, as soon as I see it in action and watch him, like, you know, ripping into monsters and tearing their heads off and stuff, I I can't help it. Like, it, it is... Okay. What? It's pretty infectious. Watch this. Just listen to this, everyone. Jared, I agree with you. <laughs> I feel we, the exact same way about God of War. Like down to, I, like I, I feel like I, I definitely played them, and and when you're like right there, there's like a lot of awesome moments, like 
poking out Poseidon's eyes and, mm-hmm. you know, hacking off Hermes' limbs and all that kind of stuff. And the second you turn it off, then you go somewhere else. You're like, ah, not too into it. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. Like, maybe it's just because Kratos is so, like, unlikable. Like, I don't want a poster of Kratos. I don't I don't <laughs> yeah. even want to, like, I don't want to look at Kratos. Like, th- when they announced he was coming to that PlayStation All-Stars game, I was like, oh, I don't, that's awful. Like, that's, <laughs> like now maybe you'll like him though, now he's gruff dad. Another game of Kratos. One um, of the things I want to say, though, is that Kratos in the first one used to be okay. Like, I didn't love him or anything, but, you know, he, he was basically like a Greek tragic hero where, you know, basically his own hubris brought him down. But then, like, in 2 and 3, he was just, like, the biggest asshole <laughs> on the planet. Like, yeah, I don't like know why he was rats. doing what he was doing. Like, <laughs> yeah, I he... never know what motivation was all that to just kill everything that's the path for no reason. It didn't help in the third one. You were fucking destroying the world. It's like, yeah, every, time you, every time you killed someone, something horrible happened to the planet. It's like, oh, I'm the good guy? Okay, why am I the good guy again? No, you're not. You're Kratos. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's a part in the God of War 4 trailer where he tells his son like to remain calm or something. He's like, be calm. Do not waste your energy or something. And it's like, oh, Kratos, you can't say Stop that. Well, I, I, do, I, do, I do like the moment where Kratos had to control his rage. Because I, 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 made, I made some offhanded comment in the chat and then Lucio and Doug were like, no, this is reserved. Usually he would rip his son's spine out. And they're like, yeah, yeah that's a good point. Yeah. See, having kids kind of, kind of, you know, mutes your oh. rage a bit. He went, he went to the uh, Greek dealership and bought like a, a family hand cart, and you know, his wife neutered him. It happens. So, so but I, so I have to say though, I like this new, this new, older, more reserved Kratos. Yeah, sure. And I think that's part. Of, I, I think it's, it's, I think it's like a mix of factors because you have like the older Kratos. Uh, I mean, it looks fucking amazing. It looks beautiful. Um, and I, I think I really like the new kind of perspective, but. Uh, despite the fact that it, it's locked to this perspective that we kind of associate with um, with games that tend to be a bit more realistic and uh, that, that tend to show real consequences, uh, the second you get into a battle, or the second they get into a battle in the demo or something, there's that old Kratos just beating away again and ripping heads off and, and crushing horns and all that shit, and it's like, oh, this is the same classic Kratos, the same brutal guy that we like, but it's, it's got this kind of realistic tinge to it. Um, yeah. And Huh, it feels a lot more like fantasy come to life, if, if that makes any sense. That's what I like so much about like Game of Thrones or Skyrim. It's like that fantasy come to life. Like, it feels and like it's actually happening. He had a lot of little details that I really like. Like, you know, one part where like he's containing his rage at his son and he just kind of exhales. Uh, or, or like when he kills the whatever, the um, I think it was a reindeer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. he, he kind of like wants to touch his, like pat him in the back when he says not to. Like it's yeah. just the little details that like make the character a lot more endearing very easily. Well, yeah. this is this is why I'm disappointed it didn't happen in the trailer because uh, his son, his son, let's tell the truth, his son's a little fuck up. Yeah, yeah. He's supposed to be hunting this reindeer and he, and he keeps letting him get away, and then his son's supposed to kill the monster and he hits Kratos instead. And that part so is at, that part is so great when he that comes over to him and he's like, "I am so sorry." <laughs> when like <laughs> you can tell that he knows how fucked he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please let me keep my spine, father. <laughs> right. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just slightly upset that Kratos didn't look at his son and go, Damn it, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Dang it, Bobby. <laughs> this is all it needed. <sighs> those are your best those are your best King of the Hills. Can can you can you do one? I feel like I could do better than that. 
Dang it, Bobby. Oh, that was, <laughs> that was good. We don't Pretty even good. need that more. That was perfect. That boy ain't right. I did hear like I think someone who's like rewatched the trailer the trailer a few times I guess when he's yelling at his son hit the rage bar raises just like a little bit oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was like that's a pretty nice detail that's, great. that's pretty cool I like uh, I, I would totally be down to change the title of the subtitle of the game to like God of War that boy ain't right or something. <laughs> It'd be fantastic. But anyway, got it. Look, it looks great. Um, I'm I'm excited for it. I didn't even yeah. catch when it's coming out. Um, this is kind of this is this is kind of the first God of War I'm actually excited for because I don't I don't know that I was um ever excited for God of War. I, I, like I said, I liked them when I played them, uh, but I was kind of dragged kicking and screaming into playing them by by friends who really wanted me to play them. It's like, oh, you gotta try this. I'm like, I don't really care. It's like, no, put it in your hand. Try it. I'm like, oh, no. This is the first one. I'm like, I want to get this. Yeah, I remember being pretty pumped for three, but um, it was more of like from a tech perspective because it was so impressive what they were doing at the time and like the opening sequence where you're fighting on top of someone and um, there's some there's some cool stuff there. But anyway, I'm excited. I hope my one concern is that it might not be as brutal as God of War uh, kind of was. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. There's there's some promise with that that big fight in the trailer. Um, I just hope that they can really, like, when I think of God of War, I think of, like, excessively violent, and I hope that it stays that way. Maybe his son will die, and he'll just go insane and just, like, start, <laughs> like, just blowing people up with the power of his muscles. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I, I feel like it was, it was still brutal, but brutal in, like, a different way. Yeah. Maybe a Greek god will bless his son with invulnerability and Kratos will just beat his enemies to death with his son. Oh, that is so that's a good, an idea. That is a good note, which is I enjoy Norse mythology so much more than Greek mythology. Uh, so that that move is going to be great. Like, I'm really looking forward to that. Should we talk about Horizon? That was the next big one. Uh, I think dinosaurs. Horizon looks awesome. Yeah, I thought it looked good last year. Uh, even before it was I, playable, I, I don't. I haven't seen a single Horizon video that I haven't liked. Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. Um, you have so many tools, like <laughs> too many tools. Why is there so much stuff? Uh, but it's still, it's a pretty cool looking game. I, I like the concept, kind of the, um, the like old mixed with new feeling where all the animals are robots. Like, I, I don't know. It feels, it feels really fresh to me and uh, not something. Right, that you so, but, but you, you, you mentioned the tools. And I think, I think with horizons for dawn, um, it, it, it's almost like what far cry primal should have been. Uh, because you know, you're able to like tame the, the robotic animals and you're able to design all these different kind of traps on the fly and all that kind of shit. And, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what, what, primal advertising but that's not what they deliver right um and you know horizon zero dawn it looks like so far it delivers and it looks like you you, you complain about the tools but um in assassin's creed 3 i like the sandbox so much that i've been waiting to get back to something like that like um it's just a pure sandbox aspect of it um it's and, not it's not a complaint it's a concern it's a i think that when you have that wide of an inventory um things can lose meaning or not function the way that you think they're going to function. Uh, well, and look, I, I, I think the guy that was demoing it, it's clear that he had done this several times before, like leading up to the presentation, but it, it, 
it kind of gives you the feeling that, oh, I can be as awesome as he is. Um, because he was using his tools, like, in tandem and in all sorts of crazy ways. And, like, the average player is just like, oh, why, am I, why aren't my arrows working? That's all I can think to use. Um, but I, I think Sony shows you kind of, like, the potential of it. And I think that's what's so great. Yeah, I mean, uh, the potential exists. The, the problem that I foresee is that uh, they show you, like, playing the game that way, but then when you actually get your hands on it, you just punch the guy until he's dead. Yeah, that's or, what I'm or saying. Or, like, the, the, like... The, the rope arrow is uh, pretty OP. So, like, he runs into this fight, and he fights the guy for a little bit, and then he then he settles on the rope arrow. But you're probably just going to run in and shoot him with that from the beginning, if it actually yeah. works like that. But there's a good chance that it just won't work like that anyway. I mean, um, I agree with you. I, th- I, think, I, think, I think when you play the game, you're just going to settle on, like, your one or two tools and... Um, but it's, it's, I, I guess it's nice to have that variety in approach because that's, that's a lot of what happened in Phantom Pain as well. You had a multiple, multitude of tools at your, at your uh, disposal. They were all viable and I ended up using them in a mix of, mixture of different ways. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping Horizon Zero Dawn has that same kind of freedom. Yeah. Why are you talking about tools when there's a robot crab? <laughs> I was sold the second I saw that robot crab. I don't know what it is about crabs, but big crabs in games, I'm sold. So if you can I train that crab, that's crabs. it. God, if I can ride a crab. All right, just done. Have that crab fuck up other so robots. For crazy. me, Horizon Zero Dawn looks like everything I ever wanted Monster Hunter to be, but it never was. So I'm 100% for it. I guess I don't know I, enough I, I, about I think Horizon Zero Dawn has So the, pro- the problem with Monster Hunter is that so Monster Hunter looks like a lot like Horizon where you go around and you're supposed to fight these awesome monsters with it. The combat system in, in Horizon looks very heavy and, you know, it doesn't look as, as, as light as others where you have to, you know, just mash the buttons. You're, it looks like you have to actually kind of think of what you're doing in Horizon, and I love that. Um, and the combat system in Monster Hunter is kind of like that. The problem with Monster Hunter is that it divides the game in missions that are timed, and it also divides the world into, like, different screens, and that comes from its legacy as a PSP game, but it also was translated when they, you know, ported it to the Wii U and the and the Wii. Um, and it's just not a whole lot of variety in how you're able to fight in Monster Hunter, I feel exactly. like. Exactly. Things need, like, specific strategies and yep. specific weapons and all that shit. I guess so, I just don't really think of fighting in Monster Hunter. I just think of making sweet armor <laughs> that took you hours upon hours upon hours to get something that looks even moderately not retarded. Exactly. So, you know, I think Horizon is actually a lot closer to what I wish Monster Hunter was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm all for it. Well, I think Horizon Zero Dawn and, and probably the only other one on the list in this Sony thing, I think those are... Um, one of the very few brand new IPs that looks like it's really going to pull its shit together and impress. And um, that's always fun when that happens, when there's like something just new and fresh and, and fun to play. So yep. how, how about, how about that Spider-Man? Hey, Spider-Man looks great. I think. Yeah, no, I've actually, I, like I said uh, before, if, if sucker punch, that is, who's doing it, right? Sucker punch. Insomniac. Mm, is it? Oh, so they are. I, for some reason, thought it was Sucker Punch. Okay, I take it back. I don't have any confidence in this project anymore. Um, <laughs> These well, Insomniac's so- Ratchet and Clank. That's right. Oh, Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, yeah the yeah, Ratchet yeah, and yeah, Clank yeah, people, yeah. and and the Sunset Overdrive people. Okay, I mean that. Uh, okay, all right. I was a lot more excited when I thought it was Sucker Punch. 
I, I think you had it in your head because I said at some point in the past that there is a rumor Sucker Punch is doing Spider-Man. I think that is it. Um, um, I'll still, I'm still interested. Color me looks, interested. It looks, it looks a lot like um, Spider-Man to the movie tie-in. Um, but I will say, I fucking hate it when people mess around with Spider-Man's costume. Because his costume looks super fucking ugly. But, I hate that white spider. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so this one is not as bad, but I'm still not pleased with it. Um, All they have to do is turn the white spider black, and then it's great. Uh, even then, it's got too much blue. I, I am going to be that picky. Um, you're you're going to be that picky? Just make him the Scarlet Spider if you're going to fuck around with it. He's Spider-Man, dude. Anyway, Spider Man. That's my Spider Man feedback for you. Is anyway, I, I I think it looks. What they showed us was a lot of uh, fun. I I loved him running through the office building at these high speeds with all those flips and all that shit. I mean, Spider Man um, feels like something. It's one of Spider Man is one of the top things where like it should work in a video game like every time. It's yeah, it's practically yeah. made for it, and yet for some reason people just keep fucking it up. So uh, I'm excited <laughs> to see somebody who might not fuck it up try I, I think it's pretty sad in an age where we have so many superhero games that get it right we still haven't had a good Spider-Man game since the Spider-Man movie science of, of like the early 2000s yeah the, the last good Spider-Man game was a PS2 game yeah so so we had those and then since then we've had a ton of great superhero games um, you know we've had the infamous series yet Batman most of the Batman most of the Arkham series um, Wolf Among Us, um, Prototype, just there's all sorts of good shit out there, and then and then Spider Man just keeps fucking it up. So get it right, Insomniac. There we go. Let's do a Telltale Spider Man game. <laughs> oh my god, how horrific would that be? Very uh, Jim, remember this. I, I, I think you should you should date Gwen Stacy in the Spider Man Telltale game. Yeah, but you fuck yeah. it up. But then it doesn't matter anyway because your neck gets snapped no matter what. <laughs> and there's like a that point I would have been pretty excited about that. <laughs> uh, hey guys Last Guardian it might happen speaking of, thing, speaking of things that uh, have been in development since PlayStation 2 it got another it got another date uh, or, or like a date I don't know if it's ever had but like it looks like it might really come out um, do you think there's any way that it can live up to the expectations placed upon it at this point nope, nope. <laughs> like boy this is gonna be rough. I mean, they're just happy it's gonna come out before like I die. October twenty fifth, two thousand sixteen. So it's like a couple weeks after Titanfall. Um, the perfect combo. Yeah, those, those sound like they mesh. Yeah, I mean they're both things that you you interact with. You know, giant yeah, objects. Yeah, it's, it's 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 small guy interacts with giant thing. Yeah, small guy interacts with giant thing, and they learn to love each other. But then at the end, giant thing dies. There's no way that's not how it works out in both of them, right? <laughs> yeah, Actually, I really hope that's not what Titanfall does for their story mode because the Titans are so fucking disposable to give it like a personality it makes you feel awful guilty in multiplayer when you literally just throw them away all the time. What Major, the Titan. I love you. There are times where I'm just in a Titan and I'm like, <laughs> I'm bored. I'm going to get out and run around and do cool flips. And so you just eject and blow the Titan up. What if the Titan is voiced by Gilbert Godfrey? <laughs> Yo, pilot! Get back in me. 
That's your Gilbert Godfrey's not as good as your Hank. Yeah, Hill. no, yeah, definitely not. not as good. <laughs> definitely not as good. We need to find more characters that you're good as. Anyway, Last Guardian's happening. Uh, Resident Evil Seven. Um, that's, yes, it's, they're basically I, trying to get all that PT money. Uh, they literally made a demo for Resident Evil Seven that is. Almost exactly like PT, except but, to their credit, it is taking a lot longer for people to like unravel its secrets. Okay, so just to reiterate what I said in in the chat, my deal with Resident Evil is this: they 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 um, they there's something that that's not clicking with them, right? There's something that's not clicking with Capcom. So if they're going to rip off Outlast and and PT and all that shit, at least they're uh, ripping off games that actually fucking scare people. So it's a, it's a step in the right direction, I think. You know, they I definitely I definitely did not want to see another action movie after what was Resident Evil Six. I mean, okay, look, you take Resident Evil Four and you do that again. <laughs> but they they did like that. seven times. Like, <laughs> no, but you change little stuff. It's not the president's daughter; it's the prime minister's daughter. Uh, it's not or in space. Seven, it's it's not, in... Everything you're describing is done six. Only it wasn't the president's daughter in six. It was the president. Perfect. All right. But six was awful. Six is awful for a lot of reasons. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it wasn't. I, I just I think that this is um, it, this isn't Resident Evil. Like I'm fine with whatever. Uh, they want but, to do it. This is this will never be Resident Evil to me. But that's what everyone said about four, and that's what everyone said about Revelations, and people love those. I never said that about four. I love four. I said people said that. I didn't say you said that. I, I also would. I also would not consider Revelations to be Resident Evil. Like that way, uh, well, it, can you're go, wrong, it can go. It can go be whatever it is. Revelations is definitely a lot more Resident Evil than some of the Resident Evils <laughs> that have come out recently. It doesn't have a number after it, and there is not a novelization by S. D. Perry for me to read. <laughs> So it's not Resident Evil. Resident Evil is uh, is my old friend's Becky Chambers. It's my what, bud. What about what about Paul Anderson? What about him directing movies? No, those are not Resident <laughs> Evil either. The Resident <laughs> Evil movie, which somehow everyone gives a pass to, is so infuriating to me because it is not Resident Evil <laughs> under any circumstances. <laughs> and that's what makes me so mad about people like it was okay as a movie. Fuck you. It doesn't matter. It's not a resident. It's not Resident Evil. It's just I had. I, 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 I would say this, Jared. I had no idea you were so passionate about Resident Evil. I yeah. really liked Resident Evil. I before I owned a PlayStation and could not play Resident Evil games, I would buy their strategy guides and just read those in lieu wow. of playing the game. Yeah. I, that sounds so sad. If my heart broke out. No, Evil. no. It's like I think when you're a kid, you, you do shit like that. <laughs> like I, I can't own the game. I will get this book. I would be 100% down for them making another game that is on the Resident Evil 5 spectrum of quality instead of what they are doing now. But I feel like they did. They, they tried to do that with 6. And right, no, lost I, their I mean, yes. So clearly they can't. But the polite thing to do at this point then, <laughs> the polite thing to do at this point is to close the big old book of Resident Evil and commit whatever Japanese people commit to themselves when they've failed but that's the other thing I, I, I said, and I, I when I saw it, and, and especially in reaction to the fact it's also going to be available in VR, I said that I feel like Capcom wants to kill Resident Evil, but they don't have the guts to do it themselves, so they want it to be an assisted suicide. 
I guess, and that's what the recent strategy is. I mean, the big thing is, is like, especially because of how much like PT this thing is, it's just so obviously a, a cash grab. Like, it's just literally like, look, them. everyone went crazy for this thing. <laughs> Resident Evil Four is not a cash grab. It's a masterpiece. It's a modern after classic. Four, after Four, all the Resident Evils have been every single thing out of Resident Evil has been a cash grab. So the question is only. How good is that cash? Grab? I mean, we can have debates about five, but they've really only had one colossal failure in the it core series. It was like a huge failure, and it it's just like so happens to be so big that it that it literally ended everything that they were doing. So I appreciate that. Uh, I just wish they would respectfully call this game something else. Like to call it Resident Evil Seven is shameful. This game should be called I, I, Resident I, Evil First Person Adventures. I I, I I I I disagree, and that's because Resident Evil has mutated. Just like the fucking virus has mutated into so many forms, it doesn't matter anymore. Resident Evil Gaiden for the Game Boy has more business being Resident Evil 7 than this. I know there. you didn't say that. I said I know it. I didn't fucking say <laughs> and that. I meant it. <laughs> All right, enough. 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 Enough of this Resident Evil. Let well, me never about, see this again. That's more like Resident Evil than Resident Evil. It's not about Days Gone. Let's talk about something else, yeah. Okay, Days Gone, sure. I think Days Gone looks great. It looks all right. Yeah. All right, that's fair too. <laughs> it's fine too. That was easy enough. I, I, a, I don't find. Uh, I, I see too much of like a. I see too much of the same deal. We got to get that bucks. We, we've got uh, Daryl Dixon, the unofficial game, basically. Um, I like- but see, like Day- Days Gone is is done by the same people that did Siphon Filter, Siphon Filter Two. So it's like you know, and Siphon Filter was like derivative, but it was also good in its own right. That's true. I mean, it it could it could totally be fine. Um, I I like the way the swarm of people looks when they chase you. I love that. Like it looks like it looks really like cool. A, a flood of fucking when that uh, when that box car very first opens up and they come pouring out. Like the way that they're drawn or the physics or whatever the fuck, uh, they they look really really cool. Um, there's something about when he's shooting at them that feels kind of meaningless to me because of the sheer scope of what he's shooting at. I understand that the, the, the notion is that he's slowing them down. Um, but I don't know there's so many weird ways that they're going to have to quantify that. Like how many do you have to hit before you start running? Uh, or is it like a checkpoint thing? Like my suspicion is that he probably could have played that entire demo and just run to the end. And yeah, I, I agree with you, and I, I, I think, uh, and they describe it as an open world game, and um, you know, I think for the demo, just like Horizon Zero Dawn, I think he did some very intentional things to show things off. See, like the uh, open world is another huge red flag because when I see gameplay like that, I understand how it can work in a controlled environment where you can't go just like anywhere you please. Uh, so something like that makes me even more nervous. Is like, how do you have gameplay that's compelling like that, and? then slap it into a world where the player has way more freedom. I mean, I, I, it could I, totally I work. But I, I, I agree with you, but at the same time, that's what kind of makes me hopeful for it because we have so many zombie games now that have been like kind of circling the drain of what's going to be a good zombie open world, right? And I feel like we've gotten glimpses of that in other games. We've had, we've had zombie with an eye. Um, you know, we've had... We, we had this discussion. Not everyone liked... Um, um, Dead Rising and not everyone liked Dead Island, but I like those too. And I feel like they're samples of what a good, really good open world zombie game could look like. But it's not quite that, not yet. Um, even to a degree, even The Last of Us was divided into levels. They were like big, giant levels you could approach however you wanted. So 
you know, there's, it's just the genre is waiting for that game that comes out that really nails the zombie open world, and I'm ready for whatever that is. And, and sure. you know, hopefully, Days Gone is it. And I will confess that someone has to do it eventually. Um, a million monkeys typing on typewriters, you know. Like it, <laughs> at some point, we're just going to stumble into this, and it's going to work. So maybe this will be the one. I'm fine with that. Um, we got two more games, and then we're then we're home free. Uh, we have uh, Death Stranding. The yes. Oh, good. Upcoming uh, smash hit from yes. Hideo I, I, Kojima. I want to try and describe this game, this this trailer to people. Okay, go. All right. So you start out in on a black sand beach that also seems to be a tar desert at the same time, uh, and there are dead crabs everywhere. Doug says he likes crabs, so he's already hooked. Uh, there are dead crabs and game of the year. Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus has has woken up and he's served in every arm of the military because he had the dog tags to indicate how much service he's done. Oh, I thought those were flash drives. <laughs> no, they're dog tags. No, it looks like he's wearing flash drives. He, he's, he's got handcuffs on, so something sexual probably happened to him because we see his very sexy ass um, and he has some kind of fiber optic umbilical cord attached to a baby but the baby is a literal tar baby because the baby melts into tar on Norman Reedus and the, the tar handprints show up on Norman Reedus's body. And then we see Norman Reedus has to sue someone because they gave him the worst C-section ever to get that baby out. And Norman Reedus stands up and he looks in the sky and he's in no man's sky. I... Yeah, I don't think you guys have ever seen dog tags before. They're very, very thin, like like paper thin. These are fucking. I, I said, these I are key fobs. I, I said they might be. They might be. They might be uh, flash drives. I did say that. He's got key fobs around his okay, neck. Okay, so and that would go. That would go with the fiber optic umbilical cords. So what will they unlock? It's so mysterious. <laughs> and that goes with his fiber optic umbilical cord that's attached to the baby. What is Kojima's obsession? with violently cutting open people's stomachs. I don't know. That's, I I don't mind that obsession. It's the Norman Reedus obsession that I'm <laughs> not feeling. I have, uh, are, you, are you saying you didn't like looking at Norman Reedus' sexy bare ass? Why Norman Reedus, of all people? I mean, I get he's a little bit of a moneymaker right now, but I just, Darryl, man. I just don't see it. I don't have a problem with anything else. I love babies. I love dead fish. I love handprints on butts. <laughs> All of this is great, but let's just get Norman out of there. We don't. Can, we don't. Can need I ask him. a question? Sure. Can anyone tell me what this video game is about? No. Then why is there? It's, a, it's so about, psyched it's for it's it? about Konami's escape from Konami. Uh, must escape from Konami. I can tell you why I'm psyched for it. Why are you psyched for it? Because this is the first time that a man who is certifiably insane. <laughs> is going to be allowed to basically do whatever the fuck he wants. And I can't right. believe that none of you are excited to see that. That's a thrilling well, thing. And, and, no, no, I'm, I'm actually I, I, quite I, looking forward to see what... Like, you talk about how nobody's... It's not like George Lucas where he's like... I mean, it could turn out like George Lucas. We don't know yet. But I have a feeling that this is going to be something more than that. I have a feeling this is going to be real fucking weird. And I'm and, down for that. And then, look, you you looked at something like 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 PT, and then you look at the Phantom Pain, and you can just, you get a, a, a slight hint of what's going on behind the scenes, and that 
like Konami's been trying to hold Kojima's insanity at bay for a while, um, and they couldn't do it anymore. So now Kojima's on his own. First, he gives us Ludens, um, who is like a skeleton inside a spacesuit, but he's also a man and also a gladiator. So already Kojima's mind isn't working normally. Um, I thought Ludens was a cough drop. <laughs> we get a trailer. We get we get the Death Stranding trailer. Yeah. Like I said, I think it's a sim- <laughs> symbolic of his escape from Konami. Uh, how is it symbolic? So look, he has uh, the undone handcuff, right? So that means he's free now. And then he grabs his baby, Metal Gear Solid. But then it becomes a tar pachinko machine in his hands. Man, see, and when this comes <laughs> and out... And then he walks away <laughs> from the death of all of his franchises into a new beginning... And then somehow, somewhere, somebody did a bad C-section on him. See, you're gonna be the you're gonna be the kind of person that ruins this shit. Is we're just gonna get a crazy guy doing crazy things, and you're gonna be sitting there being like, "What does it mean?" Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes things don't mean anything. Sometimes it's right. just stuff that he thought looked cool, and that's right. totally what this is. This is Kudio Kojima being like, "You know, it'd be cool as if the baby crawled away and and Jared, it was invisible." I have no idea what the fuck is going on. It just made it up from what I saw. I know, but you shouldn't even think about it. You should just accept it. You should I, I, stand back and let it happen. <laughs> about the Bush I feel presidency, like uh, anyway. I, I, feel like, I feel like Kojima's level of genius is on the same level as Kanye West and Shia LaBeouf, and we just don't understand it. Our brains are too simple. No. We don't get high art. I don't think no, of I, him that way. I think of him more like a, uh, like a David Lynch. I think he's... Uh, very technically talented, but batshit insane. Because um, you can't deny, you cannot deny that he made a pretty goddamn good last game, uh, and that he's made a lot of he other. Made, he made he made two great last games. Pretty pretty great games. Demo. Um, and so I mean, it's, it's the same thing. We're like like technically he's very proficient. But uh, then we have, and sometimes he'll make something that has like an appeal to everybody, like Twin Peaks or something like that. But then we have his eraser heads, and we have uh, Lost Highway, and and these kinds of hey, things. Lost Highway was cool. I know it is. It's fucking great. Uh, David Lynch is great. I love it. I would watch any of his movies. I'd watch Inland Empire right now, no problem, start to finish. But it's a weird fucking movie. Oh yeah, and Hideo Kojima is the same thing. Where I think he's very talented, but I think he's also uh, definitely missing something. Some some kind of synapse does not fire there. But I don't think he's Kanye West. I think I think Lucio said that instead of Norman Reedus, he would have preferred that Kojima keep working with Del Toro. And yeah. I think I think basically what happened is Del Toro showed Kojima. A bunch of his sketches from the Mountains of Madness, and from there, Kojima just lost his mind because he saw the truth <laughs> of the universe. I mean, all I have to say, Snark aside, is that it was it was nice to see like Kojima allowed to like be in public. I think uh, I think Del Toro did like one good thing, and and that's pretty much it. What? Uh, that's a that's a different discussion to have. I'm I'm fine with him not doing anything with him. I I think that was that's fine. That's a detachment. I, I, that works. I, I, I think Del Toro has the ability to create something great or totally miss it altogether. Call, I feel call like Del Toro bag. up when we need some puppet effects in a video game. But until then, let's go ahead and just leave him over there. Alright, we're getting into hour two, so before we get into movie chat, let's wrap it up. 
Yeah, we got one last game, um, and that game is the one that we easily saw the most of at the show, uh, and it is because it is their only game at the show. <laughs> hey, we saw Pokemon as well. For a half hour. Uh, we have The Legend of Zelda. Zelda? The Legend of Zelda. Uh, that sounds like the game. Breath of the Wild. It finally has its own subtitle. Um and Nintendo that sounds like that sounds like you need a winter fresh. Nintendo obviously has a lot of confidence in this game because they literally spent the entire day uh, showing it to us, and uh, I watched most of it, and I think it looks pretty good. Looks yeah. good. I might buy a Nintendo NX. It's unlike anything that they've ever done uh, before with Zelda. That's that's for absolute certainty. It also um, looks like the game Monster Hunter should be. A little bit, yeah. Um, it feels... I mean, I, I was impressed with how... Um, I mean, you can tell that like a lot of the areas are still kind of barren and, and need like another pass for aesthetics and stuff like that. But uh, all in all, like the, the level of content that was in there, it was pretty crazy because I watched it for a very long time and didn't yeah. see a lot of repeating stuff. Not at all. And then what's crazy is we didn't even didn't get into like... Stuff, period. We didn't even get into like... Uh, towns or some of the other stuff that will be featured in the game. Um, and I, I'm also a little suspicious. I don't think they'll do it, but they it kind of feels like they allude to maybe a time travel component. Which would they be, do like those. It would be absolutely bonkers with how big this world is, though. Uh, so if they did something like that, I have a feeling it would just be for like certain segments of the game. Like maybe they might do what they did in... Skyward Sword and have like the contextual time travel. Right. I don't know. They've been they've been working on this a long time, and so and you know other Zelda worlds have been pretty massive contextually, and there've been times where they've like completely fucking surprised us. It's like when you played, um, you know, the most recent Zelda on the um, the 3DS. Um, yeah, you, you didn't know you didn't know there was an entire second world. You just found that out as you played it. That's like, definitely true. Um, and that's it, pretty robust there as well. But it, it's not nearly the size or scope of this. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um, but I have a suspicion just based off what we've seen that uh, that might be something that they do. Because the, at least the segment of the world that they're exploring for the demo has been pretty uh, torn up and picked over. Uh, and I can't help but wonder if you'll go back to something that's a little bit more whole uh, and, and reassembled, if you will. Uh, there could also just, of course, be parts of the world that are like that too. But anyway, I, I do like that they are doing like futuristic Zelda. Yeah, I like uh, a lot of the creatures, and uh, are, are they guardians? Is that what they call them? Yeah, yeah. A lot of the guardians look cool. I like the idea of the shrines. They show a lot of those, which are basically. They're not dungeons, but they're like little semi-challenge sections that you go through that have puzzles to solve. And um, I mean, I don't know if that's if they showed us all the shrines or if there's a fuck ton more. Uh, but if those are just the shrines for that zone and every other zone in the game has the same amount, there's going to be a lot to do in this game. Like, yeah, absolutely a ton to do. So interesting to see. Um, that of course is still a long ways away. It's kind of an odd horse to bank on. Like you said though, Lucio, it still falls before the end of their next fiscal year. <laughs> so. I mean, it's, it's a we'll get- move to release this game, um, 
right before your fiscal year ends. Mm-hmm. Um, so you better fucking pay off. Yeah, yeah. We'll get a Pokemon before that, though. Yeah, that's true. I did, I don't know. I didn't see anything too special about the new Pokemon. Yeah, but Pokemon are usually very. It was so exciting when it switched to 3D, but now we're just back to fatigue again. I, are you already on fatigue? I'm not. I mean, I think I I, I just like Pokemon. <laughs> I, I was on fatigue with X. I didn't finish it. Um, or did I have uh, Y? I don't even remember which one I bought, but I didn't finish the one I bought. Um, but anyway. Well, it was my game of the year. So I mean, it was still a whatever. good game, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd bother with Sun and Moon. I guess we'll see. I'm definitely going to bother with Sun and Moon. I'm more interested I, know at least, I know at least Doug agrees with me. I'm more interested in whether or not Pokemon Go ever happens. So. I can say that because he's not here to disagree with me. <laughs> Doug slipped out the back. <laughs> we are running late. This is a very long podcast. Uh, I think that is there anything else that sticks out to you guys? Yeah, but the Federation Force wasn't shown, and I'm wondering if they quietly canceled it. What, what game? Federation Force. Oh, I don't think they're going to cancel it, but I think they were smart to uh, leave that wherever. Keep keep I that mean, up they, and they, 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 My whole petition on change.org to, to cancel Federation Force, so they probably just didn't want to show it. <laughs> my, my hope is that uh, they saw. How much everybody hates it, and they were like, let's just like. I mean, it is curiously absolutely. Quietly, yeah, quietly cancel it. Do we have a release date for it? I don't actually know. Um, I'd be curious to know. <laughs> yeah, it comes out August 19th. So, like, they should be promoting the hell out of it right now. Right? Uh, I think they gave up. Yeah. <laughs> they gave up. Yeah, well. Uh, I don't know. There's, 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 there's little shit throughout. I think that I was interested in, but that's it. They'll still That's release the it, stuff. but they just won't say anything about it. They'll just put it on the shop and call it a day. Anyway, uh, that's E3 in a nutshell. So pretty good year, I, I think. Uh, looking forward to a lot of the good stuff there. And um, if you enjoyed our podcast today, I would, of course, encourage you to go subscribe to us on Facebook and Twitter. We are at The Enemy Slime on both of those services. I imagine we'll probably talk or have some other e3 coverage i don't really know what form it'll take we'll see uh but keep an eye on the sites of course enemyslime.com and i think if you have anything else it's too bad because we are out